Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. This is Devin Leary, and unfortunately, it's time to be real, your nightmare. Oh, no. Oh, no. But here I've we are. I've never been real in my life. Well, you've been on mine many times when, when we're recording. When people are like, it's important to be honest and truthful. I'm like, do you live in society? No one really wants you. The thing about being honest and truthful is no one really wants to hear it. Yeah. And you know where I've learned that? Bravo. Although I, well, I've learned that from Bravo, but I also have like in the past year where I was having a mental breakdown at times, I did like confront one of my closest friends and I was like, okay, so if everyone in the group is annoyed at me, you need to just tell me, like, you need to just be honest. Like, honestly, you just have to tell me because it's not fair. And she was like, um... I really don't think anyone's talking about you or thinking about you that I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. So um, you're delusional. Great. So I thought we were being real here. Um, no, I mean, I'm fake when the time calls, you got to know how to be fake when you need to be fake. But speaking of fake ass motherfuckers who I cannot stand. Okay. Please pl- go on. <laughs> Ron DeSantis. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Imagine yeah, I just become a like a face. politics person. I'm like, I love right. the idea. We no, shifted I, our focus. A we little shifted bit. our focus, and I suddenly read now. Hot uh, take: Republicans suck. They're actually out for 2024. <laughs> um, no, I was gonna say that this is something that grinds my gears so much. I almost posted about it. This, the two things I almost posted about it on social media today, but I knew that I would regret it. One. I believe that Greta Ger- Gerwig was snubbed. I do not believe that Margot Robbie was snubbed. I completely I, agree. I believe that Ryan Gosling gave an incredible performance. I agree. He became a different person. He became a non-person. He became a doll. He became everything we needed him to be. 
I believe Greta Gerwig did something totally different with the blockbuster film medium and that deserves recognition. I don't believe that Margot Robbie's Barbie was groundbreaking. Oh, I sorry. don't believe uh, she gave America Ferrera uh, totally deserving, but I yeah. Margot sorry. Robbie as Barbie, not an Oscar worthy performance. A good performance, a great performance, a fun a, performance. Yes. Oscar worthy? Not no. not when I, Mr. O. Not Mr. Not o. Mr. O. And when I was in those theaters watching Barbie once, twice, three times, I did think Ryan Gosling needs an Oscar for this. I now, thought the same thing. Is it going to go to him? No, it will go to Robert Downey Jr. And I will be happy for that as well because, you know, as someone he's charming, who he's charming. reads under 20 books a year, I still respect and loved Oppenheimer. Well, I want to see that. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see Oppenheimer when it comes on um, whatever, Peacock. streaming. <laughs> streaming. <laughs> when it's streaming it will be ass. On Peacock. I know. It's like, okay, I guess this is what it, you know what? At the end of the day, life is meaningless and Oppenheimer's on Peacock. Um, but I also will say that I think Margot Robbie might No, She seems really cool, but there's a chance that she, her discourse about this behind closed doors is similar to the discourse of that girl, Sam from summer house and winter house who was dating Corey Kiefer and just, they, she just broke up with him. Because I listened to Sam's interview on the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast, which is a problematic podcast I hear. I didn't know anything about it. But that person who hosts that podcast like posted that they were going to have the breakup interview with Sam, whatever her name is, from Sam and Corey. So I was like, okay, I got to listen. And the podcast started with Sam talking about how everybody thinks that she got everything she has in her career because her parents are wealthy, but that's not actually why she mm. got everything she has. Hot take. And the interviewer was like, um, why do you think they think that? And she was like, well, when you're like pretty, people just want to assume oh, that you don't hard. deserve success. Like they want to find a problem. Oscar for her. And Oscar I can, for Sam. I can imagine Margot Robbie being like, so just like a really pretty hot girl playing Barbie and people are threatened by that. So I don't get nominated. You know what I mean? And, like, to a certain extent, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, you were a hot girl who played a hot girl. I don't know. And let me say this. Sam Fahair, Fair or whatever, she did she did turn me. Because in the beginning, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't fucking stand this girl. Just get to the drama. I want to know what happened. But by the end, I was on her side when she's talking about listening to Better Man by Taylor Swift and walking down the street realizing I'm in love with Corey, but he's in, not in love with me. And so I have to break up with him. And by the way, it was very interesting to have the perspective. So she basically said that when he would come visit her in New York, because he lives in North Carolina, that first of all, he refused to make it official the whole time. She said like it was like Valentine's Day and she got him a present, but he literally came to visit her and didn't oh, say anything. My God. Didn't even mention Valentine's Day. So she just kept the present and never gave it to him. I was like, That's I can't sad. relate to anything more. I <laughs> but basically he would come visit her and she would he would go record his testimonials for winter house at the like Bravo studios in New York. And so she was like, he would be in my bed being all like lovey dovey or whatever. And then go record these testimonials where he was like, uh, I guess Sam wants me to shit or get off the pot. Guess we're shitting like that. So she was like, as soon as she saw the season air, she was like, all right, I have to break up with him. He doesn't give a fuck about me. Um, and so I was on her side by the end. 
I understood completely too when she said we didn't break up because I didn't love him. We broke up because he didn't love me. And I know that feeling when you want to put that out there into the universe to see if the person will turn around and be like, no, I do love you. Yeah. And I wanted to say, Sam, that'll never happen. That'll Um, never happen. They just, you know, it's like they just don't care about you (laughs) at the end of the day. And the thing that's interesting is it's possible. Everyone told me this was possible. Everybody said it and I didn't believe it. It is actually possible to get to the point where you think I cannot believe I ever loved him. Like in the sense of like, he did not deserve me at all. Like, Oh my God, what was I thinking? It's possible to get to that point of thinking. And I am currently checking in from, I can't believe I ever loved him. Headquarters is me. I'm still not there, unfortunately, but <laughs> I would love to visit to you. Come. I would love to visit. What are your hours? Come visit. Um, I can't believe I ever loved him headquarters anytime between honestly only between four and 7 p.m. Oh, because Jesus. before 4 p.m. I'm tired and after 7 p.m. I'm watching TV. So okay, fair. Um, four to seven is the golden time. TV, we've skipped around a little bit, but we've had the fake ass motherfucker that you brought up earlier in the episode. Is Wait, a little man named Shep Rose. Oh, I, I literally was like, what was I talking about at the beginning of the ep- like What? Beginning um, of the episode. Are we recording this? Uh, is somebody what? Okay, so Shep Rose. The last we checked, what what was the last we checked in on the pod about Shep? That we watched the the reunion. Did you watch the final part of the reunion? I watched the final part of the reunion. I feel bad for Taylor. I feel bad for Olivia. I feel bad that this is the central conflict on the show. I wish Madison was involved in drama because she's more fun. She's as you know the inverse of what kim said once about courtney she's the most interesting to look at Mm, so i just wish that she sort of had something going on besides a seemingly perfect marriage and i'm curious more for the bts on that i know me too i'm like i wouldn't be surprised if they like get divorced because she's actually insane underneath it all i just don't believe that you can be someone like her and suddenly live like this kind of martha stewart life yeah i agree but and at, there's something about him that's very boring. He's very boring. He does show up whenever she needs him to, but that can be boring, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm I, I always believe something lies beneath. Something so, actually like, historically like something movie, lies beneath. Um what lies beneath with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Because something did was lying beneath. I agree. Some, something was something lying usually beneath. does. It's like you and I, we always talk about couples that seem happy. We're like, what are they hiding? Bodies. Bodies, probably. Dead ex-wives. One thing I have to say is like... Now I have to watch What Lies Beneath like later tonight. It's so good. But I have to say, I don't love like Hudson, her son, being shown, (laughs) like being bullied on the thing. Like, I don't know. I thought you were just going to end it at Hudson. Like, I don't love Hudson. But But the son the bullied son is not charismatic no but like him coming in and being like crying because he was just bullied it's like a little bit like did did that need to be like saved in historical footage forever right um but okay but i will say um it was i felt bad for taylor too but i loved olivia's boundary of being like well i forgive you but i'm not going to be your friend or like i feel sad for you but i'm not going to be your friend and um 
I did at one point <laughs> when they were cheersing, when they were cheersing with tinfoil hats on and Shep was like giving a weird speech about how you just have to like be yourself. And like, I was like, honestly, like did my ancestors immigrate to the United States from a different country so that I could be sitting on my couch watching this and being watching this and my face fully with a smile on just like take like balloon face taking it all in thank you i was like this is tough for for the legacy of my family the irish. That, that this is what i do um <laughs> more like irish need apply to attend bravo con <laughs> 2025 um no but yeah so but i will say okay so we this is all right this is what's making me angry okay so Andy does this whole rigmarole of like Shep has something to sh say. Shep addresses the group, says he's still drinking. And obviously everyone's like, so then you haven't changed it at all. Then Shep does this weird speech at the end. And I'm like, all right, he's been given this platform. Hopefully something is going to come out of this. Then he posts an Instagram. First, he posts this weird Instagram where he's like, I can't share the full thing because I don't know how to edit a video. And then I'm reminded he's middle aged this man that is hungover 24 seven when he's not drunk and constantly going after girls who are like 25 years old and like spanking their ass and yelling at them and calling them stupid idiots who haven't, like, who don't know the history of Jamaica cause they haven't traveled enough. Exactly. Um, no, he's middle-aged and he posts this video, but it's like botched and you can't really tell what it is. And then he finally posted today the real thing or whatever he's like i got some editing help so now i can finally post my video which is him in a t-shirt that says amateur which by the way i hate this i hate this in wealthy white men who are like dude i know nothing like if i know anything it's that i know nothing and it's like what does that mean and it's him talking about how he did ayahuasca for a week at a place that he's sponsored by and you can use code relationship to like go do ayahuasca at this place and that's how he's had a life-changing journey and he's talking about how basically like his epitome in the ayahuasca trip was that his upbringing was perfect compared to everyone else and like and i'm like this is the problem like yes he's very privileged but they're obviously wait you meant epiphany and i can't let it go what i say epitome <laughs> Listen, I'm amped up. It's just, you know, words are coming out. I don't know. Maybe that was God wanting me to say that for some reason. That's true. Um, no, but I hate that because it's like something dark obviously happened to him at some point. But I think it's a huge red flag when people are like, my family's perfect. What do you mean? My parents are perfect. Because it's like, well, something went wrong that you're blacking out at BravoCon and like don't remember <laughs> the whole weekend. Like something happened there. That sentence blacking out at BravoCon. Blacking, blacking out, out all like, of there's Bravo nothing Con. darker truly in las I've never vegas heard. by the way <laughs> it's the darkest scenario of all time it's really bad and it's like i just i don't it just made me angry because i'm like so you clearly haven't changed at all but you think that we oh and he's like and i this is my notebook where i've been journaling that's another thing with men it's like i journal actually so i do think about my behavior it's like Talking to a piece of paper and doing drugs does not make an emotionally intelligent person. You have to actually do therapy. Jokes from Wet Hot American Summer when Paul Rudd's like, just writing in my journal. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. But I completely agree. I know people who have done ayahuasca and guess what? It does not change you. 
I'm sorry. It makes you shit your pants. It just makes you shit your pants. And I can do that with a little help from Smooth Move Tea, okay? <laughs> yeah, I can drink some tea and shit my pants. And I can get it at Whole Foods. I don't yeah. need to go you don't fly to... to Costa Rica. Yeah, you don't need to, like, exploit indigenous people to make them, <laughs> like, watch you shit yourself and talk about your mom and cry. Rory Scovel has a bit where he's like, I don't mind diarrhea. <laughs> Really? It's so funny. Why? Why would you not mind that? Like, what's the explanation? I think it's just the idea that, like, it feels good. Ew! No! <laughs> okay, I'm sorry to our listeners. Okay, well, for that's having awful. said that. Well, that's just awful. And I wish you'd never say such dirty things into the <laughs> microphone. You know what? That's just horrible. My mom um, used to always, for some reason, tell this story. I don't know if you think this is offensive, we can cut it out. But like my mom used to always say for some reason, which I feel like is just such a thing for adults to say to kids. And it's like, why and where did this come from? But she used to say, actually, like they asked people who speak other languages what they think of English words. And a lot of people think diarrhea is one of the most beautiful words in the English language. <laughs> I don't find that offensive at all. So <laughs> Why would she say that? She would always say that. And I remember being a kid and being like, oh, my God. That I remember being like, now this really sparks the curiosity. So if they didn't know what diarrhea is, they thought it sounded beautiful. And she'd be like, like, they heard the word roses. They heard the word this, that. And they heard diarrhea. They thought it was beautiful. I'm like, okay. Now, you know, now when you really think of it. You're really making the neurons fire. You're making the neurons fire with that one. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melanin, Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It's hard to root for someone who is like, I had an epitome or epiphany, or I'll take either, <laughs> that my upbringing was pretty nice. Yeah. And that's my problem. And it's like, shut it's like, up. No, you've been afforded every luxury and you're just kind of like a narcissist and maybe a, uh, you know, alcoholic, sex addict. So totally. It's really sex that addict simple. Who can't even be good at sex. Like oh, now talk sad. about that. Sh- that movie shame with Michael Fassbender. Maybe you should have made it more interesting by making it about a guy who can't fuck, but constantly feels the need to. That's such a good point. Instead of like a hot Michael Fassbender having crazy sex all the time. Comedy. And maybe <laughs> comedy where he's like, oh, man, another girl I couldn't oh, make come. My, what did he say? He was like, your tongue gets tired. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, oh, my God, uh, you're such knock, a loser. Knock. Who's there? An orgasm for you, miss? Nope. <laughs> it's no Slam one. shut. It's actually no one behind the door. Um, That's, the, that's our pitch. Lionsgate, Summit Entertainment <laughs> Pictures. <laughs> and... Correct me if I'm wrong. You've been watching The Traders. Yeah, so I, I do like to be a part of culture in the sense that every single day when I watch Miami Housewives and other things on Peacock, I get it's like automatically turns on The Traders afterwards. Like it just auto plays. And I'm always like, OK, I'm not going to watch this. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. But finally, enough people spoke its praises and I couldn't get enough of larsa and i saw phaedra's on the new season so i decided to turn on the traders and this is what i'll say it's not anything new because i know everyone's talking about this show anyway the traders reminds me why when i was a freshman in high school my life was saved by a group of women in coto de casa orange county california (laughs) why bravo changed my life why you know, watching Joe Della Rosa becoming a stepmom at 23 and then wanting to smoke cigarettes in the club and Slade getting angry at her and <laughs> Lori having Slade. to move into a townhome out of her mansion and Brianna getting mad at Vicky because Vicky said that Brianna's prom was also about her um, herself. Like Vicky saying, well, your prom night is also about me because I'm your mom. Um, why did that save my life? Because this is why. Reality TV is medicine because we are brought up with a sickness of shame in this society. We are told. I'm nodding. We don't take ourselves seriously enough. We take ourselves too seriously. We're overdramatic. We're that, uh, you're, you're crying. You're a faker. Hide your emotions. Hide your sexuality. Don't talk about masturbating. Don't be yourself. And to watch people shamelessly take everything they do so seriously to shamelessly take seriously the fact that you wore a hat and bracelets promoting a charity called kill hashtag kill all cancer and that (laughs) charity turned out to be false in the same year that your boyfriend openly lied about having cancer for attention to seriously go to a reunion <laughs> having done both of those things and face everyone with a straight face and say, yeah, okay, and I'm sorry, and I'm being my best self, and I'm working on myself. And to have a whole room of people treat that with <laughs> with 
I mean, sorry, the seriousness of cancer and, <laughs> and say like this matters, like that's healing. And trainers yeah. is the epitome of that because it's literally like I turn on the first episode I watched was season two of episode episode one of season two. Now I've seen every single episode. I binged it all in like a day, a season one and two. But the season two, episode one opens and it's like Alan coming walking around in a circle of all these adults with their eyes closed they literally like duck duck goose their eyes are closed and he's talking saying things like i can't do his accent so i won't even try but he's saying things like you might all think that you've had your shining moment well your light's about to go out if you get murdered and they're all like oh, oh, oh. and like those they're all taking it so seriously they're like doing challenges and they're trying to guess like who is the secret murderer and for some reason there's a guy so season one was normal people mixed with reality stars right season two is reality stars and for some reason a professional boxer and a man from the uk house of commons I, some government <laughs> agency named john and he's like old and Tamara, everyone thinks that john they're dead serious not a laugh or smile is broken in these conversations talking about how they think john is the traitor the murderer because they heard him take a deep breath when <laughs> when Alan Cumming was walking around choosing the murderer. And they're like, oh, he must have been tapped on the shoulder as the traitor. And then he took a deep breath. So Tamara con confronts John. And John says, I have asthma. Then they cut to them in a challenge. <laughs> and John is sprinting, like, really fast. This old man with this big pot belly sprinting. And Tamara's like, everybody knows that if you had asthma, you would need an inhaler to run that fast. So, okay, so you have asthma? Like... This is how seriously they take everything. Deontay, um, the bo professional boxer, like starts crying because he gives this speech about who he thinks is the traitor. And he's like, this man has become a clown and he has <laughs> fooled me. And I put my trust in this man and he is working his magic on me. And everyone's like, <gasps> and then Max is like the guy he's talking and he's like, and the, and the man I'm talking about is Max. And then Max is like, I'm not a traitor. I'm a faithful. And Deontay cries. And he's like, I can't do this anymore. I just can't do this. I'm ruining people's lives. It's just all, it's so amazing. They take it all so seriously. Like, again, not a smile or laugh is broken. Not once. Like, not once. Even at one point, Kate in season one, they're like, she's like, I think Rachel's the traitor because I can't trust someone who would ever dress in outfits like that. And she's betraying herself <laughs> by dressing like that. And Rachel, dead serious, is like, really <laughs> wow really and it's like that's why we love the housewives that's why we love all of this because they're not for the most part they're not laughing at themselves they're just right. like yeah Never. this is my life like this is dead serious and i think that's freeing for all of us who've been forced to become like commentators on our own lives on social media as a way to like bury down our own shame instead of dealing with it yeah i completely agree I think that it's freeing. I mean, I went into a deep, anxious spiral last night, having almost interrupted someone when they were in an important conversation. I mm. was so upset with myself. It was, it was, you shouldn't interrupt people when they look when like they're, they're having a private conversation. their girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and asking them if they're single. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I, I, my, my 
my reaction to a small mistake was unwarranted. And we watch people, as you said, have partners that faked cancer, um, have uh, screamed at people on the phone who are watching themselves in a blackout saying that um, Haitians will never go to college. Mm. Um, You know, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) we are watching that and, and these women are watching that over again and they do not seem to be having the internal anything like I went through last night. Yeah. Well, it's also like it's, you know, the the journey to self forgiveness and love for me has been like looking back on moments that were so painfully like shameful to me that I like would flinch and feel so overwhelmed with like disgust when I thought about like being blackout at a party or like embarrassing myself or like whatever. And the other thing about these shows is like these people. Yeah, they're like, I did that. That's I own it. Like there is something healing about that. It's like they're like, it's I own it. And I might be back for another season. I mean, listen, Phaedra was fired for claiming that Candy Burris dragged Portia to her sex dungeon and roofied her. <laughs> and now she's back and literally no one cares. We're like, Phaedra, Phaedra. And she's like, she's like, okay, yes. Like I did run a funeral business. Like I know a lot about murder because I literally worked at a few. Fu- it's like, okay, you worked at a funeral business. Okay, that's a new era. Got it. Like you're, you can be whoever you want to be in this world and people will forget about your biggest mistakes and only remember your victories. That is such an important reminder. And I love that she said, don't come for the housewives. She immediately shut down anything about them faking storylines or acting or anything like that. She, they were just, and Larsa was like, we just live our lives. I mean, Larsa is one of my least favorite. Well, she's one of my favorite villains, I will say, in Housewives history, because I just hate being lied to by someone who says this is all my natural appearance and then they do a flashback. They literally did a flashback on Miami this season of Larsa talking to a medium and I didn't know who it was. I was like, wait, who's that random woman? And I Google it and realized that was what Larsa used to look like. I've never actually seen someone undergo such a intense, and I'm not, I, I was thinking this today while watching Miami. I thought I've never seen someone grow their nose with plastic surgery. Like it's, yeah it's also like it's just like she just did look so beautiful before like i don't i'm just like you were hot enough to be like an nba wife that wasn't enough i guess not i mean it's just illness adriana said you can see her ass from planet moon (laughs) okay so we have to talk about real housewives of miami because we have been sleeping on it and i do think it is besides Salt Lake City, the best franchise we have. I think also visually, like the Miami girls have style that's incomparable. They are literally dressed as if they're going to a theme party every day. And every the day. theme is Miami. Every day. Like they're so hyped up on Miami. They also call each other bro, which is my favorite thing. Like fuck off, bro. No, really fuck off, bro. or like bro and they all have insane backstories i mean alexia was like a proper mob wife i know well 
a friend of the pod who I won't name in case she doesn't want to be named, but I, that I'm in a group chat with was it was like listing off like she was basically like the reason why because I was saying like Miami is the best franchise because it's everything that is housewives at its best delusional people who have endless amounts of money to spend on their weird little hobbies and who get really activated when they get in an argument and who at the end of the day will support each other no matter what like yes 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 what you need and then you need a villain like Larsa that's just like kind of doesn't care about anyone but herself. Telling and, people that Gertie has cancer when Gertie asked her specifically not to. Yes. And when she, by the way, when Gertie tells her and then she's like, okay, well, I didn't know that. Like, well, I did not know that. Um, well, you're going to tell him anyways. It's like, do you realize what you're talking about right now? Well, so answer the, no. <laughs> the thing that my friend sent to the group chat was like, basically, she was like, I just think they all have the most interesting storylines and starts listing them off. And it's like so many things that I even forget, like basically Alexia. First of all, Marisol's mom was like this woman who had the most insane plastic surgery of all time and passed away. R.I.P. And then Alexia was married to a drug kingpin that there's literally a documentary about on Netflix because of how insane his life was. Then she was married to a gay man who she knew was gay, but she loved him anyway. She has like these two sons, one with a traumatic brain injury. Now she's married to Todd. Like everything is dramatic. Julia had like someone stalking her and trying to steal her baby from her. Um, This is true. You know, I say as if I'm a friend. I'm like, no, this is true. Gertie, yes, like her family's home burned down or something. Or she lost both her brothers or something. Like it just everyone has like trauma. Everyone has a crazy backstory. And they're all like coming there with this. Then, oh, by the way, then the Lenny situation, which is like Lisa and Lenny. Yeah. Lisa and Lenny. And the fact that they're constantly like, all right, shut up about that. And I'm like, wait, this is actually crazy what she's going through, though. Like, I understand. But it's kind of funny how they like write her off and are just like, all right, that's enough hearing about that. It's like Lisa is fascinating to me. I love that. She set a reminder to check in on her boyfriend's feelings and told him, okay, I just sent a reminder on my phone. I just want to call and see how are your feelings? (laughs) And he's literally going, my feelings are good. It's giving like sociopath who's like trying to practice how to be human. And she says, okay, I'll check in with you at eight 30. I mean, I should be so lucky to find like a boyfriend who will like check in with me about my feelings regularly. But well, let me say this too, like Lisa, it is interesting when something bad happens to someone who's not necessarily good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm it's like so hard to empathize. Her poor, the poor children. I'm sorry, but like that's so hard. The poor children. Like she's like bringing the kid to the fucking bank to get a bank account and she's like telling him i used to work at dairy queen i it's like everything's not about you everything is about her and her world though and it is kind of this thing where it's like okay listen lenny is evil but you were happily connected to him exactly sorry to say i want you Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, 
on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right rug flooring. There's something that is super cold about her. I, I just think that she, I, I don't know if it's calling the police on her in front of her kids and then leaving to go to a party afterwards. I don't know what it is. It probably is that, but there's something that doesn't generate sympathy. There's something that doesn't generate sympathy. That's very true. But she's also siding with Larsa, which isn't a great side to stand on. They remind me of girls in like seventh grade who are like, okay, let's decide that you're my best friend. Okay, you're my best friend too. And it's like, we have no connection, but we both need a best friend. Totally. This is a classic housewife scenario playing out before us where we have two classic housewife scenarios happening. One delusional music career, which is actually happening in two cases with Adriana, which she's been doing it for two seasons now, her music career, where she actually goes to a recording studio just to lip sync, which I've never seen before in an all denim outfit. As much as Alexia hates Adriana, she's always like, I got to say that song is dope. (laughs) They're still rooting for her music career. I love that song. And then Julia singing opera. Um, so Julia is perfect because she does not ever, she's like very free spirited, but takes everything she does very seriously, which is perfect. It's and perfect has a farm. And she's has a, a housewife farm. that has the lifestyle that I would actually like aspire to have. She's like hosing off her dog, but looking beautiful and like overall exactly. naturally like hair falling into place. And she's like, Oh, hi, Martina. Um, yeah. With donkeys so, and goats, all things that I want. So there's that. And then the other classic housewife storyline is when a when a villain, you know, the villains usually are not very socially adept outside of like Brandy or there's some who are. But 
a, a villain like Larsa doesn't know who the fans will love. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't know who to latch on to because she's not able to like naturally connect with people. She doesn't know that Gertie is obviously a fan favorite that everybody will stand behind no matter what. So she decides to pick a fight with Gertie over nothing, which it's like that kind of thing where you're watching and you're like, wait, why is Larsa doing this to herself? Like everybody's obviously going to be on Gertie's side. And then cancer comes into the picture. But I will say I have cried a few times watching Gertie's journey and watching other friends who do stand by her and support her is really sweet. And Gertie's perfect husband who said that he wanted, he wished it was him that he could take this on for her. Listen, her Mary family, firefighters. Her you family marry a fire fighter. is so cute. I do think the husband is a little bit like emotionally like smothering his feelings, but he oh, might just okay. be uncomfortable on camera. Like he's he's he seems kind of um too stoic. But listen, yeah, in a world I, in a world I think of it's men cam- the camera. In a world of men, too stoic is the least of our problems. So it's true. Nicole and her husband are probably my favorite because her husband is really hot to me. He is hot. And so is she. I know. They're kind of just like the really hot couple and she sort of feigns sanity. But I think she's really just as toxic as all the women, just mainly because she knows how to engage. She she does know how to like stay a part of the storyline without being too dragged in in a way. Yeah, exactly. She maintains her her mental health somehow while also getting in screaming fights at a Mother's Day brunch. Which is what I need. That's what Which I need what to I'm seeing. That I'll root for you. I mean, it's very Kyle Richards. What about um Kiki and what did she do that Kiki is funny that it's interesting like I don't know why she is a full housewife and she has her mojito. So why don't we get to see her personal life by herself more? Right. We only see her in relation to the other women coming in and like telling a crazy sex story. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, don't talk about having a UTI. What? But it's like, can we see more about her life? Although I do relate to her in the sense that she's like pissed off that Larsa and um, Lisa have boyfriends and all they ever do is hang out with their boyfriends. Um, Well, I do want to talk about Larsa and Marcus Jordan for a second. Please. Because I am so confused by their relationship dynamic. They're obsessed with each other. Positively, like, addicted to each other. Marcus Jordan comes off really nerdy. Like, a real big dork. And I feel like... I, I... I like is it mommy issues I don't know what it is that attracts him to Larsa no offense to her it's like the most meanest thing you can say no she doesn't look well she does not look well you can see her ass bump on the moon and I don't know and how much of it is for show or just for like loving the spotlight um but I'm also like maybe they are really just in love and also, why are we going to pretend it's not weird that she's Scottie Pippen's ex-wife and he's Michael Jordan's son? Like, stop pretending that that is just normal and fine and we were friends at first. And that it's, it's not very a huge strange. red flag that, like, the mom doesn't have primary custody of her own kids. Like, sorry, but... Yeah, no. That's tough. Um, but I will say that on... Wait, I'm sorry. Larsa doesn't have primary Remember custody? she was, like, saying that her daughter comes to visit her, like, just for the summer or something? That is 
so stressful. And then she was being to her daughter. She was being like, don't you think Marcus is fun? Like if I had to date someone, don't aren't you glad it's Marcus? I'm like, oh, God, the damage happening in front of our eyes. Um, but that is Bravo. The damage happening in front of our eyes. That should be their tagline. That should like care like TBS characters. Welcome and Bravo. The damage happening in front of our eyes. But let me say this on the traders, Marcus, Jordan, Every single word he says is like, well, you know, I'm a Jordan, so I'm never going to finish last. Well, you know, I'm a Jordan, so yeah, I'm going to be winning. And, you know, I'm a Jordan, so I will not stop until my opponent. And it's like, but I will say on on the traders, they do seem to all kind of have to narrate that way where they're like, well, I'm a housewife, so I know about backstabbing. Well, I'm not big brother, so I know that people are watching. It's like, all right. Can you guys, that's why one know I'm like, can you guys just talk about like the weather or something that's not related to the game for one second and like maybe flirt with each other? Like they're getting drunk every night. It's like, could something happen? Maybe some romance, but. Isn't it crazy how good Brandy Glanville is in the first season? You're like, she's really wow. Good. Say what you want about her. She's crazy, toxic, probably has a variety of um, substance abuse problems, but. She's good at reading people. Well, same with she's not good at reading people. Same with Kate from Below Deck. She was very, she wasn't as good at reading people, but she was good at like staying in the game. And that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to stay in the game. True romance is actually really trying hard to stay in the game right now. (laughs) It's true. Carolina is trying hard to stay in the game. I'm trying hard to stay in the game. I'm trying hard to, um, to have my last dance moment. Oh, would love it. Well, we will keep you updated on Miami and all of the housewives, and we'll let you know what we think of the finale for Salt Lake City. And until then, I love you, Devin. Love you, Carol. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.